All the harmoniums are broken. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to put up with me again. I gave class on Saturday, but I came to here. But unfortunately, you have to put up with me. Kunjavihari Jayarada Madhava Kunjavihari Jaya Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradari Jaya Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravana Chari Natira Yamuna Diravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjavihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjavihari Jaya Gopijana Balaba Girivara Dari Gopijana Balaba Girivara Jaya Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Yamuna Tiravana Chari Una Tiravana Chari Yamuna Tiravana 
ಚಾರಿಮುನಾಧೀರಾವನ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಚಾಯಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾತ್ ಪರಮಾಂಸ ಪರಿವಾರ್ಯ ಶಿಶ್ರೀಮಾಧಿಸ್ವಾಯಿ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಶಿಲ ಎ ಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಉದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಕಿ ಪ್ರೇಮಸಖೋ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾರ್ ಶ್ರೀ ವಾಸದಿ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ವೃಂದಕಿ ನಿಥಾಯ್ ಗೌರ್ ಪ್ರೇಮಾನಂದೇ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಡಿಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋರೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಡಿಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋರೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಡಿಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋರೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೌರಂಗ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಾಮ್ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ ಇಲೆವೆನ್ ಟು ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ನೇಮ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಮೋನಿಯಾಕ್ ಸ್ಕೂಲ್ ಮೇಟ್ಸ್ ಕಥಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಾಯ ಅನುಕಂಪಿತಾಯ ಸಂಗಮ ರಹಸ್ಯ ರುಚಿರಾಂಶ ಮಂತ್ರಾನ್ ಸುರಿಷ್ಟು ತಸ್ನೇಹಿತ ಕಥಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಾಯ ಅನುಕಂಪಿತಾಯ ಸಂಗಮ ರಹಸ್ಯ ರುಚಿರಾಂಶ ಮಂತ್ರಾನ್ ಸುರಿತ್ಸೂತ ಸ್ನೇಹ ಸಿಕ್ತ ಕಥಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಾಯ ಅನುಕಂಪಿತಾಯ ಸಂಗಮ ರಹಸ್ಯ ರುಚಿರಾಂಶ ಮಂತ್ರಾನ್ ಸುರಿತ್ಸೂತ ಸ್ನೇಹ ಸಿಶು ಕಲಾಕ್ಷರಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಿಯಾ 
वैष्णवी ಪುತ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಮರಂಸ್ತಾಹಿತ್ರಿಹೃದಯಾತ್ರಿಂಸ್ವೃತ್ತಿಶ್ಚಕುಲ್ಯಪಶು
Grihan, household affairs. Manogya, very attractive. Uru, much. Parichadan, furniture. Cha, and. Vrittihi, big sources of income. Industry, business. Cha, and. Kulyaha, connected with the family. Pashu, of animals. Cows, elephants, and other household animals. Britya, servants and maidservants. Vargan, groups. Tejeta, can give up. Koshaha, sorry, Koshahakrit. The silkworm, Iva, like. Ihamanaha, performing. Karmani, different activities. Lobhat, because of insatiable desires. Avitripta Kamaha, whose increasing desires are not satisfied. Opastya, pleasure from the genitals. Jaivam, and the tongue. Bahu Manyamanaha, considering as very important. Katham, how, Virajyeta, is able to give up. Durantamoha, being in great illusion. The translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. How can a person who is most affectionate to his family, the core of his heart, being always filled with their pictures, give up their association? Specifically, a wife is always very kind and sympathetic and always pleases a husband in a solitary place. Who could give up the association of such a dear and affectionate wife? Small children talk in broken language, very pleasing to hear, and their affectionate father always thinks of their sweet words. How could he give up their association? One's elderly parents and one's sons and daughters are also very dear. A daughter is especially dear to her father, and while living at her husband's house, she's always in his mind. Who could give up that association? Aside from this, in household affairs, there are many decorated items of household furniture, and there are also animals and servants. Who could give up such comforts? The attached householder is like a silkworm, which weaves a cocoon in which it becomes imprisoned, unable to get out. <clears throat> Simply for the satisfaction of two important senses, the genitals and the tongue, one is bound by material conditions. How can one escape? Purport. In household affairs, the first attraction is a beautiful and pleasing wife, which increases household attraction more and more. One enjoys his wife with two prominent sense organs, namely the tongue and the genitals. The wife speaks very sweetly. This is certainly an attraction. <clears throat> then she prepares very palatable foods to satisfy the tongue. And when the tongue is satisfied, one gains strength in the other sense organs, especially the genitals. 
Thus, the wife gives pleasure in sexual intercourse. House life, household life means sex life. Yan maitunadi griyamedi sukham hitucham. This is encouraged by the tongue. Then there are children. A baby gives pleasure by speaking sweet words in broken language. And when the sons and daughters are grown up, one becomes involved in their education and marriage. Then there are one's own father and mother to be taken care of. And one also becomes concerned with the social atmosphere and with pleasing his brothers and sisters. A man becomes increasingly entangled in household affairs, so much so that leaving them becomes almost impossible. Thus the household becomes griham andakupam, a dark well into which the man has fallen. For such a man to get out is extremely difficult unless he is helped by a strong person, the spiritual master. Who helps the fallen person with the strong rope of spiritual instructions? A fallen person should take advantage of this rope and then the spiritual master or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, will take him out of the dark well. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshur Unlitam Yena Tasmaya Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So what do the women think about this verse? <laughs> Ladies, your, your thoughts on this verse in purport? Um, it's a tough one to speak on. <laughs> I might make many enemies. <laughs> no. So, so here, Prahlad Maharaj is um, further describing the entanglement of the of the man, right? So. And here it's being explained that how family life is very entangling. Um, the last few verses, Prahlad Maharaj was speaking about um, how the human form of life is very short. The duration of the human form of life is very short. The human form of life in itself is very rare. Um, it is durlaba, you know, it's, it is rarely achieved. And um, it's because it's rarely achieved, it should be utilized very wisely. So if something achieves something very rare, generally they will, uh, people will protect it, cherish it, and put it to good use. Right? So if you have got an inheritance, then a person will, you know, hopefully use it wisely and protect it. So. Because an a large inheritance is a very rare thing. And then one can put it to good use and live a comfortable life. So in the same way, the, the human form of life is, is very rarely achieved. Durlabha manasa, you know, janam. So we, we are revolving in the 8.4 million species of life, um, which I spoke about the other day. 
And after a very long period of time, one fortunately gets a human form of life. And because the human form of life, the consciousness is very evolved, um, one, can, one can take advantage of it and go back to Godhead. Because that is the purpose of life. The purpose of life is to, is to go back to Godhead. It's to um, relieve oneself from the suffering of birth, death, old age and disease. Um, so this human form of life, not human, a material body is, is actually an, an imprisonment. And not, not only the material body, but the entire material world. And this body is like compared to a prison suit. You know, if you're put in prison, you're given certain clothes, maybe orange clothes or different clothes. So this body is like, is a suit for, uh, which signifies our imprisonment in this world. And if you are in the jail, the goal is to come out of the jail. It's not to stay there. It's not to make the jail comfortable. Not go from a. Uh, it's not to go from a, a lower class prison cell to a higher class. So there's a you know, D grade prison cell, and then there's an A grade, in which there's higher comforts. There might be an AC there, a bed. Um, you get nice food. You might get a computer. You can socialize more with others. But that's not the goal to go from one prison cell to a different, you're still locked up. So the, in the human form of life is, is a higher grade of prison cell in which there's more um, opportunities afforded to, to get out of the prison cell. Um, and and that's, that's the purpose of life, which is to, read, to develop our love for Krishna and to perfect this human form of life. Jivera Surupoe Krishnera Nittidas. We are Krishna's eternal servant, um, meant to render service to, to Krishna all the time, 24 by 7, non-stop, without any motivation. Right? As it's mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the second chapter of the first canto, uh, pure devotional service is that which is rendered favorably, without motivation, and without cessation. But we have forgotten that, and we are stuck in this, in this life. And, and, and we are always trying to gratify our senses, uh, because that is our conditioned nature, to try to seek happiness independent of, of God, independent of Krishna. So we are always trying to... That is our disease state. Our natural state is to serve Krishna, and our disease state is to, um, is to gratify ourselves and make ourselves the center of the world. Um, we all have that propensity, and sometimes we have to catch ourselves doing that. Um, Self-aggrandizement. I, I definitely have it. Um, so we have this disease propensity of trying to be the center and lord of everything. And uh, we go through life trying to seek happiness. And one of the most intense ways of doing that, uh, one of the most intense and absorbing ways is being in a relationship or household life. So as we you know, grow up, when we are a boy or girl, before we hit puberty, the opposite sex is not so much attractive. The hormones 
haven't kicked in. For men, the testosterone hasn't kicked in. For ladies, the estrogen and progesterone hasn't kicked in yet. Um, and when those hormones, they kick in by nature's arrangement, suddenly the opposite gender becomes attractive. And then one tries to... Um, and this is please the other gender in order to... Um, in order to associate with them. And this is nature's arrangement, this is Krishna's arrangement, because the material world is a shadow, a chaya of the spiritual world. These things are there also. And this is there also to facilitate our um, entanglement or liberation, depending on how, how we engage with it. So the um, <clears throat> So man wants to be with woman, and woman wants to be with man. That is, that is going on since time immemorial. It's gone on since time immemorial, it will go on, it will always go on, nothing will change. Uh, this is how things are. So here Prahlad Maharaj is explaining that um, after going through childhood, boyhood, and then in youth, how one's life is wasted in childhood by playing various games in, in youth, um, studying, and then one gets, one wants to be um, with the opposite gender. And when one gets involved, they get more and more entangled. The example given here is of a, of a silkworm, which waves a cocoon. So you've seen a silkworm, right? It, it generates silk, it makes cocoons, and sometimes it gets stuck inside. Its own cocoon, is, it binds it. So in the same, the household life is, is compared to that, a silkworm which uh, waves a cocoon around it. So much so that they get totally absorbed in that cocoon. And here that is very um, nicely being explained. And I'm sure we all can relate to this. It's gone in so much depth and with so much precision and clarity it's, it's described. And here specifically it's mentioned a man. Uh, a man is entangled by the wife. Um, so that's why I was asking what, what do the women, how do the women feel about that? Um, so, we, we are, um, specifically it's mentioned man because a, a man has to take the lead in a relationship. Um, so it's not that men and women are equal. So today's modern society has fooled everyone in thinking that men and women are equal. That whatever men do, women can also do. But we are totally polar opposites. Men and women are polar opposites. So the man is masculine and the woman is feminine. So the masculine energy is, you know, focused, structured, um, you know, disciplined. It's not that women can't do these things. Women can certainly do these things. And, you know, more rational, more logical. Whereas the feminine energy is more flowing, um, creative, nurturing. 
So men and women have different strengths and both can do the other thing, but it is unnatural for them to always be in the, um, in the opposite energy. So modern society has fooled people in thinking that men and women are equal. And actually men have done this so they can exploit the women, as Prabhupada explains. Many times the women would get upset with Prabhupada when he would say, um, you know, the, the wife should be uh, chaste and faithful and serve the husband. Uh, and then the women would get upset and the, the reporters, you could see, they would ask these questions. They, what do you mean, this is like slavery or, you know, it's all equal. And Prabhupada used to tell them, no, it's not like that. Um, so, by nature, women want to, the feminine energy submits. We also see we are, the jiva is feminine energy, right? Krishna is the supreme male. And the jiva is the feminine. So, the, the jiva submits and serves the Lord, who is the supreme masculine. So, we are meant for service. And the same dynamics also apply in a relationship. And the man also serves the woman by um, by providing, you know, especially spiritual, spiritual leadership and also providing for the um, comforts and the needs of the family. That's the man's duty. Of course, today's society is all upside down. Women also have to work just to make things work. Uh, but these are the basic dynamics. And, and because um, <clears throat> with the feminine energy, the emotions are strong. It is hard to, um, you know, one has to be led because because of the um, the hormones, estrogen and progesterone. It, it is the, the emotions are always changing from one week to the other, right? Depending on the cycle, so the emotions are always changing, and therefore. Um, that's where a man has to provide that spiritual leadership and, and, and direction in a family. Of course, in Kali Yuga, the men are useless. The men have no, uh, the men have no backbone in Kali Yuga. So, in the, in the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, um, you know, there's that section where Arjuna uh, talks about the destruction of dynasty and how all men will be killed. And there Prabhupada says, um, trying to remember, Varna Shankara. Sorry, my mind's gone blank. Um, yeah, but the point is, the man has to, has to take the lead. And that's why here it's talking about how the man is getting entangled. So that's, that's, the, that's the context I'm speaking about. Um, so if the man is not taking the lead, then what hope is there for the household to progress spiritually? Um, so that's why marriage is, is very important in society. Um, I was saying the other day, in today's, today's society, marriage also doesn't take place. Um, <clears throat> People just prefer to live in relationships, live in relationships, and they keep changing relationships. 
um, just for the satisfaction of their senses. Or oh, today you're pleasing me, tomorrow you're not pleasing me, I will leave you. So, um, unfortunately, separation and divorce is very common. People don't fulfill their vows, don't stick to their vows. Um, but that's the sad state of affairs of Kali Yuga. So people don't even take, um, people don't even in Kali Yuga in the West, people don't even want to marry, just want to live in relationships. And they've been living for eight, nine years. And you ask them, maybe you should get married. They say, no, I'm not, still not sure <laughs> about the other person. And they saying, what's the point of getting married anyway? It's just a big expense. Because they have no higher vision that the goal of life is to, um, is to go back to Godhead. So that's where um, the men in Kali Yuga are more or less, most men are useless. So that's why the women are more, they look, seem to be more powerful. Though it is said that the, the woman is the fair sex, the weaker sex. But in Kali Yuga, the men, because the men are so useless like, you know, worms, like pathetic worms, so they have, they have no, no, no backbone. <clears throat> they can't control their senses. Um, they don't practice celibacy. And therefore, they can't keep it together themselves, what to speak of, um, you know, taking a family forward. So here the, the Griyamedi uh, person is being described, one who enters household life simply to satisfy one's senses. That is being described in great detail. And in, in Varnashram, the goal of life was to, to um, in traditional Varnashram, the goal of you know, life was to gradually become renounced. There's the four ashrams. There's the Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas ashrams. So a man would be trained in the Brahmachari ashram, where they would learn celibacy, you know, learn to control their seed, not waste it. And with that comes strength, determination, resolve, um, youthfulness, you know, that ojas comes in the person uh, because they've controlled their senses. And they learn how to sacrifice, I was speaking about this, they learn the principle of sacrifice, like in the Brahmachari ashram, the Brahmacharis go out on book distribution, whatever Lakshmi they collect, or they're going to crossways, whatever Lakshmi they collect, they give it to the temple. So they're not keeping anything for themselves. So they learn the principle of sacrifice and submission to higher authority, to the guru, to the temple authorities, and ultimately to Krishna. So they learn these principles. And then from there, the whole idea is you take this, the man has to take this into the next phase of life, which most men will go, is the Grihastha ashram. So in that ashram, they have to continue those same principles. And so that's, that's why the, the Brahmachari ashram is for the attached and the non-attached. It is the training ground. And then progressively, the, the idea was in traditional Varnashram, when one approaches 50, 50 or 60, 
then one begins to wind down. By then the kids have grown up. The kids have grown up and they're standing on their two feet. Um, the parents have done their responsibility and then they, they start to travel to the dham, various places, and in that way um, absorb their mind in Krishna's service. Because as mentioned here, household life is very um, it is very in, uh, intense and absorbing. One, one is always, one is concerned so much with economic affairs, right? So there's so much uh, concern to make money, and as, as explained here, um, in, in great detail, how a person is, becomes attached to their affectionate wife, and here also nice principles of Grihastha life are explained, how the wife should be affectionate and speak, and, and speak with sweet words and also cook nice food. Actually, that's what a man wants. <laughs> if you speak with any man, they'll tell you these things. In a woman, I'm looking for someone who is, can speak nicely, sweet words, who's not nagging all the time. Someone who's just not picking up a fight all the time. I'll come home after work, after battling it out there, and I want to come home and just, you know, be peaceful and relax. This is my board. And they come home and a wife is nagging. It's, it's very, uh, <laughs> a man doesn't like it. So if you want good Grihastha life, there's some nice principles here. Uh, speak, a, a woman speaks with affectionate words. Um, the heart, the, um, the way to a man's heart is through the belly, you know, is the saying. So by cooking nice food, and then what else is mentioned here? Um, you know, by being attractive, dressing nicely, and being affectionate and loving. So by doing this, you know, in 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 today's society, the women think this is, you know, in feminism, the women think that this is. Uh, this is, not, this is not a good position to be in. I'm taking the, a subservient role. But what they don't realize is by doing that, they control the man. They're totally able to control the man. So if, if someone is being so sweet, affectionate, cooking nicely, um, and taking care of the household in a nurturing way, in that way the man is actually under their control. So it's here, it's, this is some nice principles of household life are being described. And that's how it should be. Um, <clears throat> but in today's day and age, feminism is huge. And um, a lot of women struggle with this, especially in the West, when they come to Krishna consciousness. When they read these verses and Prabhupada's books, it's a big shock for them, and they, they revolt. Um, <clears throat> and here also is explained that how then a wife pleases a husband in a solitary place, um, you know, there's physical intimacy, and then there's kids, and then how a man is attracted um, by the sweet words of his children and how they're so, um, you know, absorbed in that. And ch children speak in broken language, which is generally very pleasing to hear, right? Everyone, when a child speaks in broken language, it captivates everyone's attention. 
and then in um, house of life, one is one gets entangled um, in this way that they just basically caught up in all this, and then th this one's parents, maybe they're having health problems or there's some dramas going on there, um, or just you know even if they're in good shape, it's just one is it, you know absorbed in thoughts of taking care of them. And then there's grandchildren, and so on and so forth. In this way, one's entire life, human form of life, is wasted. Speaking about a Griya Medhi, I'm not talking about Griyastas, I'm not speaking about you. You all are nice devotees. Don't, <laughs> don't throw lemons at me. <laughs> so, but with, with uh, Griyastas, this is the life of a Griya Medhi being described. And as Prahlad Maharaj explains further on, Yan Maitanadi Griya Medi Sukhamitucham Kanduya Nena Karayor Iva Dukha Dukham Tripyanti Neha Kripana Bahu Dukha Bhaja Kanduti Van Manasi Jam Vishaheta Dhira That paraphrasing he explains that Griya Medis, so called Griyastas who have no spiritual knowledge, they think that household life is the um, source of the greatest happiness. So Prahlad Maharaj is explaining, those who lack any spiritual vision, for them, house of life is the be-all and the end-all. That's, that's, that's their... Once they're in it, they're stuck. It's Griya and the Kupam. They're totally stuck in it because they don't know anything higher and because they don't know anything higher, this is what they will cling on to. Um, because they're not dhira, they're not sober, and, and then there's no hope for them. So we need the help of a guru, of shastra, of devotees, who in this verse is explained like the rope which is, has been thrown in the well. And it's only the mercy of the guru and Vaishnavas that can pull us out of this entanglement. So now for devotees, um, household life is also very important. And, and so it should be. Because most men will want to marry. Um, and household life is very important because otherwise it leads to adultery and debauchery in society if it's not there. Then it's just chaos, which we see in, in the modern world. It's total chaos. Um, so, household life is important, and for devotees, it's also important, in which one can progressively make, um, make advancement through devotional service. So, when both are devotees, it's a nice situation, um, and the man and the woman, they can complement each other, and then it is a very nice arrangement. That very thing which is the source of entanglement now becomes a source of liberation. So the very household life which is entangling um, and externally it might appear the same to a non-devotee. Here's a devotee in a family with kids and here I am with a family and what's the difference? But there's a big difference because their consciousness of a devotee is, is fixed on Krishna. So because the consciousness of a devotee is fixed on Krishna, then that very household life is, 
is, um, is liberating. So Prabhupada in the Bhagavad Gita, he talks about, I think in chapter 13, some knowledge in which it talks about um, something along the lines of being free from the entanglement of household life. Sorry. So there it mentions that in household life, um, there needs to be hearing and chanting. So in, in so the you know, primarily there's deity worship. Deity worship is especially important for householders. It's important for everyone, but especially for householders because in our condition stage we are so much absorbed in 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 the body. We have such a strong identity with the body. So in with deity worship, that um, when we worship the form of the Lord, it gradually it breaks our attachment to this body and then Krishna becomes the center. So in, in, in householder life, deity worship is, is very important. Um, especially if you're living far from the temple. If you're near the temple, then you have the temple deities, if you can get service. Um, these days it's hard to get service because there's such a big congregation. So then a lot of devotees have deities in their home and they make the deity is the center piece of the home. So there then offering of Pasadam, uh, Kirtan, having some Katha, and then that, that, is, that is proper householder life, which um, there is, you know, Prabhupada said, read, every day read something together as a couple, um, have some Kirtan, offer an Aarti, and that way Krishna is the center. And then whatever time is, is there, then one can do some preaching, if one has some time, after, after looking after one's kids. And if it's done in that way, then there is, it's, not, it's not so entangling, where, where Krishna is the centerpiece. So we can see that there's many examples in our congregation of senior grihasthas, successful senior grihasthas, who who are exemplifying this without taking any names. So you can see how they are um, they're doing deity worship at home, doing service in the temple, uh, doing some preaching and, and and setting an example for others to follow. So there's so many bhakti rikshas like that where you can see this example in action. And and that is and that is you know the success of the Grihastha ashram. And if it's like that, then there's no need to quit it. And by doing that, then the um, then the rope, then then the, then the binding forces are not as strong as as they you know otherwise would be. We even see in, in the Shastra, even the Supreme Lord himself, um, you know, sets this example. So Krishna was married, Krishna married thousands of queens in Dwarka, and um, he would like, you know, set an, he set an example of householder life. And so when Narad Muni wanted to know what Krishna was doing, visiting palaces, 
and there he would see Krishna doing different activities. So one palace he went, the Lord was up early in the morning. He gave up the, the comfort of his bed and his beautiful voice. He got up and he was doing meditation. He was meditating on himself. So we can see how even Krishna, he exemplifies um, that householder life. And we can even see in the lives of the various acharyas like Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a grihastha, but he did so much as a grihastha. He had so many children, um, he was a judge, and he wrote all these books. And in Krishna consciousness, most devotees will be grihasthas, right? It's a very brahmacharis and sannyasis are the minority. And this movement will be carried on and spread mainly by the grihasthas. So this is a Sankirtan movement, the congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, right? So this is a congregational movement. And when all the grihasthas, they do their little bit, it makes a big difference. And the rest of the world also looks at us. The rest of the world is also looking at us. Um, most people cannot relate to brahmacharis and sannyasis. So in the preaching, most people actually look up to grihasthas. They want to see what's your household life like. Um, is it together? And then they are also inspired by the example, by seeing how, um, how you are practicing consciousness. In, in while being in the Grihastha Ashram, because they are Grihamedis. So they need to see an example. And when they see an example of a householder who's practicing very nicely, then that is very inspiring for them. And then they also progress that way. So um, householder, this is very important, good householder life. Um, this is just some thoughts I shared. Do you have any questions or comments? Sorry if I offended anyone. Uh, and yeah, any corrections, please point out. Yeah. How was he able to yeah. preach to them? Okay, so, so my, my understanding is, so he was in school with these kids and whenever there was a break, when Sanda and Amarka, they would go away in the recess or something. And whenever, when he was with the kids um, in private, with his friends in private, he would speak about this and he gave them these instructions. Is this what you were asking or more? Yeah. Yes, yes. So how oh, how was he able to do it? Yeah, because, um, you know, Prahlad Maharaj is a pure devotee. He's not an extraordinary soul. Um, 
is he one of the twelve Mahajans? Yeah, so he's a Mahajan, right? Number one, he's a Mahajan, so he's self-realized. And he's self-realized from the womb. He heard the Srimad Bhagavatam in the womb, right? And by hearing, he realized. So, you know, real intelligence, someone who first-class intelligence is uh, understands by hearing. Of course, Prahlad Maharaj is already self-realized. He's a pure devotee. He heard Srimad Bhagavatam. He understood everything. He understood the conclusion. And because of his pure bhakti, he was able to speak so highly. Because he, he totally understood. At a, at a young age of five years, he knew, he knew the conclusions of the Shastras. And he also understood the entanglement of household life without going through it himself. <laughs> I mean, he's talking in so much detail. This is... Even we don't realize it. We are, we are already in it, right? And here Prahlad Maharaj is not even in... He's speaking from outside. So that's his... By hearing and... Maybe by watching also. And you know, by watching all those realizations. Even... Uh, I mean, who am I to say anything about Prahlad Maharaj? But uh, he's a Mahajan and, he's, and he knows that his friends will eventually go in also for life. So he's instructing them already way in advance to, yeah, like the Prachetas. Like what, you know, was it Narad Muni? Yeah, who spoke. Made them all Brahmacharis. <laughs> so he was trying to... Um, save them from the entanglement by giving them those instructions. Uh, so, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So, I don't get discouraged by this verse. Uh, it's, uh, there is hope. Yes. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned how the society is degraded nowadays, that girls and boys, they don't ma get married, they just have a keep a relationship. But I've heard in Prabhupada's lectures and his books, he says that Kali Yuga is the best age to go back home, back to Godhead. So what, so what does Hari, Sank Harinam Sankirtan do? Does it lift us lift them up because there's so many negative aspects and negative things. What does Harinam Sankirtan do? Okay, so what does Harinam Sankirtan do? Uh, Harinam Sankirtan gives us the highest Krishna Prem. So it gives the highest to the lowest. In Kali is the most fallen age um, in which we don't have any qualification to go to go, go back to God, to even understand who we are, what to speak of understanding Krishna. We have no qualifications, we are totally unqualified, we have bad habits, our senses are uncontrolled. Um, so, the Harinam takes us from the mode of ignorance all the way to pure goodness. And all the miseries that come in Kali Yuga are an impetus to push us further. So, in Kali Yuga, there's so many problems, right? There's problems in um, just working, relationships, health, this and that. So, um, my spiritual master gave me this book to read. Uh, Krishna protects his devotees, recently. So, um, I, I read that book and it, there it talks about the struggle of the Ukrainian devotees. How they are. Niranjan Maharaj, Radhanath Swami, Devamrit Swami. It's some lectures and it's been 
transcribed and the title of the book is Krishna Protects His Devotees. So how their struggles actually bring them closer to Krishna can, has the potential to bring them closer if the devotees take advantage of it. Uh, so, so Kali Yuga has a lot of problems, but Harinam Sanketan, if we take, shel- if t- if we take shelter of the holy name, and then it will, uh, it will actually bring us closer to Krishna. And that's why this is the golden age. Because the holy name is there, the devotees are there. Yeah. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Anything else? Hope I haven't made many enemies amongst the Matajis mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the online audience as well. <laughs> yes, as, as they're just discussing, um, this was in Satya Yuga, and the process was to go to the forest and uh, meditate. Or what, and in this day and age, we have the process of Harinam Sankraton that everyone can take part in. and. I've heard Prabhupada say that every, anyone can take in part in Harinam Sankraton, even a dog can take part in it. And, and we had this wonderful experience in Mayapur with this small Harinam party. We're going around the campus there chanting, and one little dog followed us along. And, and the kid on the end was going, Hare Krishna, like that. And the dog thought, Oh, I can do that too. So it was going, So the dog was trying to chant as well. So anyway, the dog was involved with the. So anyone can take part in the process of Harinam Sankraton, which is very wonderful. And That's right. Lord Chaitanya, yeah. when he was traveling through the Jharikhan forest, he was you know, singing the holy names and all the animals were also taking part. The, they were in ecstasy. The animals experienced love of God. They were dancing in ecstasy. The tigers were dancing. The animals usually who don't get along with each other, they all were, all were you know, singing in their own way, Harinam Sankraton together. So we can see the, the power of the holy names, um, extraordinary power. And there's so many other examples. Jananda Maharaj has written a book, I believe, Animals in Krishna Consciousness, something like that, where there's examples of how some animals have, uh, have, have you know, partaken in bhakti. There's also that dog, right, Janardhan? <laughs> I've seen him on Harinam. He wears a kanti mala and he... I was having dinner at Cross the other day, and there, there he came. <laughs> this is the, the, yeah, the guy is a bhakta, you know. <laughs> you, can, you can see. He has tilak on. <laughs> Mataji has put tilak on him. <laughs> He's wearing neck beads. And he goes on Harinam, and goes on book distribution. He's there while book distribution is going on, so, in Krishna consciousness. One other point. Um, so is that right? In Satya Yuga you had to sort of give up family life and go to the forest and meditate. So that's why they're saying it's you have to give up family life. And I think, yeah. Anyway, so the main point is the entanglement of family life is makes it very difficult. And uh, I thought of one interesting example of that, like sometimes devotees think, oh, I have to support the family. So they start a vegetarian restaurant. And uh, What's that? Sometimes devotees, yeah. you know, they have to support their family, they have to make money, so they mm-hmm. think a good way to do it will be to have a vegetarian restaurant. And mm-hmm. sometimes you go to these Indian restaurants and um, you see they're actually selling some other things and I'm um, saying, mm-hmm. oh, you're a Hindu, and ask them, how come you're selling this meat product as so well? What's the question, Prabhu? So he was saying how that he, um, 
you know, it's very hard to actually um, support yourself in a Krishna conscious way. Like sometimes the vegetarian restaurants, they find they have to start selling meat as well because they can't make enough money and they have to support their families. They're so entangled with family life, you know, that they can't get out of it. So they wind up having to sell these meat products as well. And whereas if it's a brahmacharya and, and that project's not working, you say, oh, that's not working, you're not making enough money. So I guess... So what's you know, the question, probably? Oh, just a comment, you know, about comment. The, yeah. enta the entanglement of... Um, of uh, family life yeah, is so the very difficult. So if the body has Krishna in the, f in the center and they're focused, then they won't make these mistakes. Yeah. A devotee won't compromise on their principles to make a livelihood. All right, thank you very much. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai.